Here at Beyond, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast has been recorded today, the Wadjar people of the Noongar Nation. We also pay our respects to their elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Guess who? Donna Marie. Donna Marie DM. Donna Marie DM, psychic medium. Welcome to Beyond. It is just me tonight. It is Monday night, about ooh, quarter to nine. Mike's at work. I've been thinking about what I'm going to talk about. I've got goosebumps, what I'm about to talk about. I've got Hopi on the bed. I've got Bobby on the floor. I'll probably dropped some beautiful little farties. If you hear this little noise, that like, that is a farty bum. Actually, it's not a very good farty bum noise, but you, you might hear like a, you know, when you have a balloon, it goes, that's the farty bum. Bobby, you going to join me on the bed, darling? You coming up on the bed to do the podcast? Amazing. Amazing. I've got a very intimate, honest, raw talk for you tonight. Edic concerns the host (laughs) I've when I when I started going through this I went got to talk about this on the podcast but how am I gonna put it to you guys so are you ready okay the title of this is rock bottoms And I want to really elaborate and stretch it out like an elastic band to give you more insight to what a rock bottom is and to know that it is a hopeful situation to be in, even though it doesn't feel very hopeful. And one of the things I will say is that you absolutely, now this week's episode is going to get rated explicit again, can't help myself must have support going through a rock bottom. You cannot do this alone. No, 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 no. Okay? Full disclosure, not a trained psych. I just have the ability to see people's bits and pieces. Don't ask me how. I just can, including my own. Whether I want to deal with it or not is completely up to me as well. But when you see things on a deep level, hence rock bottom, you can't, unless you go into real bad distract mode, I suppose you can't really you, – you have to deal with it and I want you to know the easiest easiest way is to deal with it even though it's going to feel like the hardest way. It's when you know the truth, you know the truth. It's like having a pimple on your nose that you don't want there anymore and you're trying to hide it and you know it's there and you're sub, self-conscious about it, okay? It's not a, the best example and it's, I've had a few rock bottoms in my time, which I'll talk about. I'm going through another one <laughs> at the tender age of 51. And, I, you know, what well, I've made a choice this lifetime, which I'm very clear on, is to, to, do, to deal with all my stuff. That has been my decision that I've made because I know I've, I've come into this world quite dark, as in into like a really dark upbringing. And pe- the people that were involved in that upbringing did the best they could and there was light in them, but a lot of it was dark. Okay, and a lot of them found light towards the end, but I've come into a family where it was quite difficult. So I've not, I've, I've, I've kind of hit the ground running with darkness, and then I went on my own journey with my own choices with darkness, hence drinking and stuff. 
And so I know darkness and I know what it's like to self-destruct on a regular basis, starting my new life that way, like coming into this planet, starting off really self-destructive. So I know that a lot of my pain is caused by my denial and my self-destruction. And I know that I, 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 I have to deal with my stuff because it doesn't go away. You can justify it, logic it, blame other people, but it doesn't go away. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about a few of my rock bottoms that I've had in my lifetime and then I'll talk about my latest rock bottom. So the first rock bottom, I suppose, by memory, top of my head would be my drug and alcohol addiction, that I, I reached my rock bottom. What does it mean to reach – I can only share my experience with this, right? But what does it mean to reach your rock bottom? You feel completely hopeless. You feel afraid. You you can see what 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 whatever self-destructive behaviour or substance or whatever you're doing or mindset or whatever is not working and you can't do that you can't do it anymore. But you don't know how to go forward and you don't want to go behind and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But you kind of have this feeling inside of you that goes – I can't do this anymore, but what is life going to be without it? So when I stopped drinking at the tent, when I made a choice one day at a time to stop drinking at the tent of age of 21 in 1992, I've been sober 30 years, one day at a time, I I was devastated. I was like, I can't imagine my life without alcohol or drugs and am I going to be able to be sober? I didn't know that, but I reached out for support and I resisted that support. I reached out to AA and and I got support, but I still was like, oh, I don't know whether I am an alcoholic. Oh, I don't know. I'm too young. La, 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 la. And eventually through diving into the program and I'm just wondering, oops, hang on. Bobby's here. Hang on. Okay. So after diving into the program, I came to see why I drank. I, tra- I came to see that I have an addiction. I came to see that... Hansi, come here, baby. Come and talk on the podcast. Come and say hello to the people. I came to see why I drank, and I got some. I got some tools to help me stay sober one day at a time, and I continue to put those tools into my life, still one day at a time. Okay. Number two, rock bottom. What would that be? That would be. Oh, gosh, that would be. I think my love addiction. My love addiction, I also had a money issues to work through. I had no money. I had a lot of debt. That was another rock bottom. I'm still not perfect in that area, but I'm a lot better. I'm not perfect in any area, but I still don't feel like I'm in full kind of recovery with, with money. I still feel like I'm a work in progress there. I'm not saying I'm going to be sober the rest of my life, even though I want to be, but I feel very, very surrendered to that problem. Um, so love addiction, full surrender there full surrender there that happened just before I met Mikey a couple of years into meeting Mike before I met Mikey and I knew why I was dating who I was dating I knew that I was a serial dater like I couldn't be on my own and I got support and help to work through that and was able to change the choices I made around men and and I saw I saw them pretty quickly so that was amazing but when I went through that process again it was a very much difficult time because I'm left with all these feelings and again I had to have support around that and I got support right so I was left with all these feelings and didn't know if I could come out the other side and I have okay so another rock bottom and you know a lot of people both with these with, with these rock bottoms a lot of people over the years have tried to help me and have tried to support me before I was ready 
and I think it's the letting go of people trying to help me, but you know they're still kind of in the background that I'm able to kind of. I had to. I had to say I've had enough. I think for me personally, other people might have a different opinion on that. That's fine, but I personally was stubborn as fuck, and I had to start. I had to get to the point where I'd had enough. All right, and then so there was money, there was love, there was alcohol, drugs. Now this is my latest rock bottom. And it's very, very raw and I'm in the midst of seeing potential and recovery. I don't feel today, right now, as devastated as I was with the other substances, although I've had a week of certain moments of feeling, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And what I've been doing is doing a lot of praying. I've been walking. I've been talking. I've been resting a shitload. I've been taking really good care of myself. And the, the rock bottom around food is this, okay? So I've never been diagnosed with – I've never been diagnosed with any, like, food addiction because I haven't really I've – I've known there's an issue, but I didn't think it was an issue – so I haven't really found found the need to kind of reach my rock bottom, I suppose, <laughs> or maybe I've been in denial or maybe what I've been leaving in my thoughts was true. I think that's with every addiction. I think you believe what, what goes on into your head in the cycle that's going on. Like I believed when I was drinking that, you know, it'll be different this time when I drank and it never was. And so if my with my love addiction, I'd have a break of dating for a bit and then I think it would be different without, you know, changing anything in my energy field and my mindset around my dating, okay? So I think with my food, I've had a lot of suffering around food. So I call it in the moment, I call it bad body image where I've looked at my body ever since I was a little girl and gone, you're not the size that you, like you actually am. And I've had a lot of personal shame around being bigger. Now, this is only my story, so this is only my story and only my story. The only person I'm shaming around my weight is myself. I don't share the same views with people around me about my body, all right? I do not share the same view. It's only my body. It's only my body. And it's not like, oh, a thought, oh, gee, you know, it's not like, oh, gee, I've put on weight or whatever. I can be thin and still think I'm bigger. Okay, and I looked at photos from when I was 15 in a teenager and thinking, I remember how I was thinking back then and going, you know, wow, I I was actually quite tiny, right? And then believing all the thoughts, what my head was telling me. And so this has happened my whole adult life and I just weigh myself just about all the time. I'm always obsessed and talking about my body and my weight and everything. And it's, do you know what? For a girl that hasn't got full recovery around this, this is a very vulnerable, I'm laughing because it's a very vulnerable time for me. But I have have some hope here. And why do I have hope? Because I, I don't know why I have hope. I just can feel it in my heart. I've, I've been sober long enough to know there is something outside of my own thoughts that, you know, and when I reach a rock bottom, I know that, that whatever my head's telling me isn't true. I don't know. And I've just been holding on one day at a time to that hope and to that spirit that I know exists inside my body that we all have to help me. And praying like fuck. Give me the right people to come into my life to help me with this and been doing some research around stuff, talking to my friends, talking to my husband about it, exposing it. And this come about, my rock bottom around this weight issue come about through an event that I had to attend recently where I felt my, to- my, my clothes were a lot tighter and 
I didn't feel myself, whatever that is, in my body. And I felt a lot of shame and I had a lot of really negative thoughts about my body. Like I was very, very obsessed and it wasn't a very comfortable time for me. I was able to detach in the moment and get on with my job and what I needed to do. But it was really, 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 really hard. Okay. And then finishing that gig, I was able to kind of fall into what was really going on. So I was able to push it away during that time. And then when that gig finished, I was just like, oh my God, my head got a number on me about my weight, this, that, and the other. And then I really saw the ugly thoughts and going, this isn't true of me. This isn't true. How dare you listen to the thought? Because what I would normally do when my, when I had put on a few kilos, I would go and lose the weight. I'd go and lose the weight. And I remember there was a couple of times for potential rock bottoms. I remember when I had a car accident and I was a runner every day and I couldn't run anymore because of, I was in bed. I couldn't couldn't run. And the shame I had around my body but not being able to run was torturous. Torture, 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 torture. I don't throw up. I don't starve myself. I have had moments where I've been – so my story kind of is topsy-turvy. So it's like I was um, a bender drinker when I was in my alcoholism, right? So it's kind of like that with my food. It's like all these, all these different waves and cycles around around what I've done to control my food and my eating right over the years and so what I've done when I've had those really bad thoughts I just lost the weight go walking you know stop my sugar whatever and I am the problem is for for me too is that I am addicted to sugar so I can't actually have sugar in my life and I'm talking like lollies and cakes mainly ice cream all of that everything else has got sugar in it I can't see myself being that rigid with it because I think it's dangerous but I know that I can't have one chocolate I can't have one Tim Tam and if I do have one then I'm I'm obsessing about having another and another and another and another it's all I'm being consumed with right and that's how I felt about my drinking that's how I felt about men all of that right anyway so when I have those dark thoughts come in I'm kind these thoughts aren't true but I was feeling like the grief around that and going well okay what do I do am I this am I that am I this am I that and it was just quite horrendous and very very exhausting okay so anyway working through that and the whole key here for me is feeling it feeling it because when I have really really uncomfortable feelings or a trigger over the years I've had sugar and I kind of remember in growing up in the family our happy times were all around sugar so even though we didn't have a lot of happy times we had a lot of happy times around sugar the family would come together and have sugar so what do I do for a happy moment happy feeling have sugar okay anyway so that's what's been happening in the last week and I've reached out to a lot of my friends my husband and I've getting I'm having meetings with certain people that I'm put handing over to when I say the universe I'm handing over whoever's meant to help me I trust is going to come in and help me and I'm going to know within my heart who's the right person to work with right because when you reach a rock bottom you kind of know you know you know you know I don't have time to not be fearless and thorough about what I need to do with my recovery around food. I don't have time to muck around with that anymore. I've reached my bottom. There's a beautiful opportunity. So I'm going forward with that. And I'll keep you updated, guys, with that. So I just want to say a a lot of time when people reach a rock bottom, it's a new beginning. And a lot of time in this spiritual world, the new beginnings will get tossed around. But it's sometimes a new beginning means what I've been talking about today. It doesn't necessarily mean the topics that I've discussed, but it can mean – I feel like I'm at the end. I feel like there's no meaning in my life. And sometimes you need to dig deeper with that and sometimes you don't. I know I need to dig deeper with certain things. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I finished a job that I needed to do and I need a new job, right? And it doesn't have to be as deep as what I've been talking about. But we have to do the work to get the freedom. 
Like, I can't just go on and say, oh, you know, just lose a couple of kids. I'll be back to where I started again. I know that. I've had that, like, the veil's been lifted. Yeah? Oh, that's the other one, smoking cigarettes. I know when I got sober, I was still smoking cigarettes, and I remember that got taken away from me, the word, the awareness. And I remember saying, if I could, you know, eat, eat in, uh, sorry, eat, if I could, you know, smoke it, smoke cigarettes in peace, I would. And that's what it's like having an awakening and a rock bottom. It's kind of like, you know, so I can't just go on and go, I'll just drop a kilo, kilos, because I know, kilos and I'll be okay, because I know I won't be okay. I know I won't be okay. I know that's not the answer. It's going deeper with the shame and the trauma and just feeling from past issues that are still surfacing for me today and why I feel like that, okay? So I'm actually really good today and I don't want people to come at me and go, are you okay, da-da-da-da-da, because we're all here to look at things. We're all here to resolve things. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear what you got from it, but I'm okay. We have to be able to share our stuff and know that it's normal to have stuff go on. All of us have something, you know, going on in our lives and we we, we, we don't need to be fixed and we don't need to be, oh, God, are you okay? No, because you're making me feel that it's not okay to feel not okay. That stuff. Don't do that. (laughs) that's just telling you what I need, right? I love you and I love the support I have on social media, but know that I'm in control of this to a point, the fact that I'm exposing it, the fact that I have a willingness for recovery, the fact that I'm even talking about it so early on in the piece and hoping that this will help someone else know that it's okay and you're loved but get support. Reach out for support. If you don't find the support, keep looking, keep looking. Do not give up on you need support. We all need support in life, whether we've got issues or not. But I'm a big I'm a big girl that's like, you know, I'm okay, I'm tough. And everyone knows that. And everyone knows I've been trained to support other people, right? I also need support. Even though I probably know what I need to do, I still need support. I still need someone to go, are you okay? And, you know, have someone to kind of, I can tune into a bit, you know, and and bounce things off and forth. I've got hubby. Hubby's amazing, but I want someone else. And that's what I'm seeking at the moment to get to the core and have more freedom around this stuff. So heavy duty stuff, freedom. Rock bottom is, in my opinion, it's freedom, but don't try and do it alone. Because I know when you don't know it's a rock bottom, the head's going to go, it's over, it's the end, it's whatever. And that's my point of exposing this as to it's not. Because the new beginnings and the new age stuff gets tossed around a lot, but sometimes there's a lot of like (gasps) feelings to get to the new beginning, but it's amazing fucking amazing i love you guys thank you for listening if you love this please share it please give me a rating please give me feedback on the follow me whatever (laughs) come and join me on my instagram family on my facebook family i do coaching i've got a few girls i'm coaching at the minute i do readings for 45 minutes i think and i do 20 dollar questions for just a quickie where you get a question pretty much the same day or the next day they're all on my bio i love you speak later bye